Thank you for downloading this episode of Just Ball Things NBA Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and give us a rating and review on iTunes. And now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. This week on JBT Pod, we discuss all the trade buzz happening around the association, news related to the late great Craig Sager, and George Carl is at it again. Also, in DP of the Week, we've got some tasty topics to discuss, including who are the league's best point guards, who has the brighter future, the Bucks or the Wolves, and is Kyrie all he's cracked up to be? And to cap it all off, we've got an Eastern Conference point guard-inspired DBS. So shut up. Sit down, because JBT is about to begin. Hello, hello, all you beautiful people across Australia and indeed across the world. My name is Nick Busing, hashtag the real NJ, and thank you so much for downloading this episode of Just Ball Things NBA podcast. You're listening to episode 1.11. On this Monday, the 2nd of January, Happy New Year Happy New to Year. you all. And with me today, we have the J-Man J-Pod, Jack Manuel. How are we, mate? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Pretty good. You got any New Year's resolutions? Maybe nail a basketball shot in horse? Um, maybe nail one of those crazy basketball <laughs> shots in horse. I need to... That, that video is grossly underrated my skill because I beat you in that horse from by nailing a three-point shot yeah well I'm not a shooter mate that's why exactly like, I will just keep on doing layups keep on doing fancy yeah. moves between my legs because I have way more flexibility than you do but I still won the uh, horse so. yeah but then when we played like first to 11 I beat you like 11-5 you have about you've got about a good five inches on me mate yeah but like you generally and athleticism yeah but you so. ge- your J kills mine yeah nah my J I wasn't feeling it uh, that day yeah like was... I blocked your J like a couple of times I, got, I kept getting your fingertips yeah on. I was getting lazy anyway yeah. um, enough about our ball adventures we all know that Jack's better at ball and we'll continue to prove that by posting more videos while I'm home hashtag Jack is better questionable mate <laughs> hashtag questionable um, any uh, any new year's resolutions for you uh, this new year's mate um, let me think for yourself. Um, not really, mate. Just to bring my uh, to keep JBT Pod alive and well going through 2017. Because I don't know we hit the the double digit mark last week. The fact that we've been doing this for 11 weeks now, mm. we've now spanned two years, Nicholas. 2016 yes. to 17. This is our second year of yeah. running. Founded in 2016. Now, yeah, 2017. So we're a two-year podcast. Yeah, that's it. This is uh, it's strange stuff, but we love doing what we do. We love. Um, I know you guys love hearing our voices in your cars or generally in your ears. Ears of some sort. Like that's um, how people listen. Yes. Nicholas. So listen with ears, ears is a more generic um, term. Than cars. All right, well then let's get on to some news where people can listen with their ears, Nicholas. Yes. What trade rumors are buzzing around the NBA this week? Yes. So we've um, recently the NBA has updated that uh, Memphis Grizzlies have been listening to some trade offers for Tony Allen. So what do you make of uh, initially those ones? We've got some more um, more rumors that we'll touch on in a bit, but we'll start we'll start there. Yeah, the Memphis Grizzlies one came out a lot earlier in the week. I think it was just a bit after Christmas, Nick. Um, and I think this is. <clears throat> A bit strange in the fact, all well, it's it's it puzzled me a little bit because Tony Allen's always been probably a grisly consistent performer more than anyone. Like he's in the same vein as Azebo, 
as a Marcus as a Conley, but on the defensive end. Mm. Like, I think Kobe Bryant and all these other players have said that Tony Allen is one of the best players defensively that they've ever played against. I think he's probably lost that touch a little bit with his age, mm. so he doesn't really have that sort of quick step anymore to guard those great younger players like your Kawhis, like your Paul Georges and stuff. So, look, I can see this, and I think he's a valuable piece to have on any team that really needs some defense. Maybe even like a Portland. <laughs> they're really lacking some um, some defensive prowess. So Lakers, the Lakers, yeah, they're. I mean, any sort of like some veteran leadership as well. Mm. Um, but I mean, yeah, listening to trade offers doesn't mean necessarily trading. So we'll wait and see. But he'll be a look. They can get something for him. And I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies don't really have that deep of a roster in terms of young talent. So they can get a decent pick for him because apparently this year's draft, the twenty seventeen draft, is meant to be absolutely stacked. Um, but we'll wait and see. Um, I mean, there were some more juicier rumours that popped out literally today. And what were they, Nicholas? Yeah, I heard this one today. Literally during the um, during the Hawks game. Well, that's when I discovered it. I'm sure it came out much before, long before then. Uh, but Cephalosha, Korva, and Millsap coming to the end of their uh, end of their contracts. So they're looking. Hawks are obviously listening to offers there. Yep. Um, losing Millsap and Korva and even Cephalosha, that would be. Losing all three in one year, my God, that's not going to happen. It but, might. Um, Look, I think it's Atlanta are heading in this new direction. Nick um, Horford's gone, Teague's gone. Albeit Schroeder is as good as Teague, if not better. <clears throat> but you know, Dwight Howard now sort of being like with their face of the organization. Um, as long as they keep, I think. <laughs> who do you think they should keep out of these three, or try their their darndest to keep? I think Millsap. Yeah, Mil- I think Millsap's it's... the better of the three. And, um, Corver's a Corver's a brilliant shooter, yeah. and he would make any you know any any team that needs a shooter. And yeah, you know, every, every every team needs a needs a good shooter. It's just Corver's a Corver's a little bit old. These yeah, he's, days. he's getting into so his Cephalosha. Yeah, um, but Cephalosha is amazing on the defensive end. Yep. yep, so same sort of value as as your Tony Allen. Yep, similar. Um, but Millsap, you got to keep Millsap. You got to fight tooth and nail to keep Millsap. Yeah, and I've I've been hearing some uh, the team that I thought would probably be the best fit if he were to leave. But if they can pay him, um, would be the Toronto Raptors, a power forward yeah, who can shoot, who yeah. can play some defense. They need to. That gives them a big that. three, exactly. Yeah. And then they could. I think that could actually challenge them uh, against the Cavs. Like I'm not. I'm not joking. That could literally lift them to be a finals contender because they're knocking on the door right now with their offense, and they're one of the best offensive teams in mm. the league. All they need is that little bit of defense, and Paul Millsap is one of the best power forwards in the East, if not the best. I mean, alongside Kevin Love and and and, and similar. Um, but you know, I don't know. What do you think he'll stay? Or do you think he'll go, Nick? Um, it's it's hard to say. I mean, I think for someone like Corver, all th- all three of these, less so Millsap, Corver and Sepalosh coming to the end, coming to you know, they've they've still got a, another few years left in them. But yeah. I think. Corver, I don't know where 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 would he go? He'd go to a, go to a Houston, get yeah. another shooter on that team. Yeah, I mean, just absolutely stack them. I mean, anyone there needs that just like some pure shooting, and you know maybe some veteran leadership because he's just a a locker room presence that like mm. he he's a teacher. He like you see you see videos of him like teaching how to shoot, and it's just like something to behold. Like he has a twenty point plan on how to shoot a three pointer, and I'm just like. If I like and because he, he's done it so much, he's just gone through it all that it's just become innate to him. Um, 
But I digress. Nicholas, we had some other stuff going on in the NBA. We had um, probably some tips that you could have taken for your free throws. <laughs> uh, rookie, a Rockets rookie, Chinanu Onaku, shot his first ever free throws in the NBA. He did a granny style, and he made both of them. So he's 100% from the free throw he did. line. He, um, what did you think of this? That underarm display. I mean, there is absolutely no reason why... You shouldn't I love it. use your do your three throws like that. It's just a matter of pride. Being yeah, it's a matter of pride. You, you get mocked. You saw the players on the players on the Rockets bench just like absolutely losing their minds, just laughing, laughing at him. But you know, if you've if you've got the confidence to to do it, then at, at the end of the day, you've you've made two points for your team. Exactly, and DeAndre could probably learn a thing or two. Andre Drummond could learn a thing or two. It's just a matter right. of, of whether you want to get mocked. But swallow your pride and get get points on the board for your team. Get buckets. That's what it's about. And I mean, I mean, the emojis on the clutch points summed it up. It had the the smiling face, the granny emoji, the my favorite emoji, the three finger emoji, the basketball and hundred. And you know, keep it one hundred. As yep. long as he's nailing those free throws, keep it one hundred percent. Keep it going. Um, what else did we have going on in the NBA so far, Nicholas, this week? Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan, what happened to them? Um, well, didn't they have a bit of a bingle, mate? Uh, yeah, to say the least, if you want um, to call it that. They had a, uh, a car accident in LA. Um, no one was injured. Luckily. Luckily, no one was injured. Yeah. But um, Chris Paul wasn't involved specifically. It was more DeAndre Jordan. Um, they were on the way to LAX flying to a game. And it was a slight, I mean, you know, I was literally in LAX probably like a week and a half ago and the traffic there is a nightmare. It makes Melbourne rush hour look like, you know, 3pm. So yeah, no one was hurt, uh, thank God. And, you know, DeAndre's okay, Chris Paul's okay. And, Hopefully yeah. it's like life flashed before his eyes. It's like, oh, I know how to shoot a free throw. I know now. how to shoot a free throw now. <laughs> Chris Paul's just like, do you know how to do it now? Nah, um, it, it's great to hear that they're all okay because, you know, um, was it just a, a minor accident? Was it, it was just a minor a, accident, a... and I think TMZ jumped on it and you know created this whole created thing. a massive storm in a teacup. Yep, yeah. Um, but our boy, the man that I love, and sadly passed away this um, late last year, Mr. Craig Sager. Um, his family have done something absolutely just outstanding for the Sager Foundation, Nick. And, and can you tell us a little bit more about what they're sort of getting on to benefit the foundation? Well, they've made these uh, Craig Sager themed pins. Oh yeah, uh, just to help benefit the um, Craig Sager, the Sager Foundation. Strong. Yep. yep, Sager Strong, uh, brilliant initiative. Obviously, um, brought on by his family. Uh, it's a three three pin collection that features a colourful Sager style suit, a microphone, and a Sager Strong word mark. Perfect. Um, you can buy them from the foundation. I assume from yeah, the foundation and website. And Foot Locker uh, for around twenty five US dollars. Get around it, ladies um, and gents. For a great, for a great, um, late great 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 <laughs> uh, benefit. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I can't say I can't, I can't say anything more than just you know give to this foundation. Yeah. it's a great cause. Yeah, I mean the his his family have said that Craig's always wanted to find a cure to cancer, and I mean we all do. We're all sort of deeply affected by cancer in some minor or major way and i know i bought myself a craig sager shirt because not only do i just believe in you know cancer is just a horrible thing but craig sanders just craig sager not craig sanders sorry craig sager's just life um ambitions and he's just a whole life message of just of embracing it just really resonated with me so 
Plus the shirt is swag as hell, bro. Yeah, the, the how swag nice is great. Is it? Yeah, like uh, I should I should have asked you to get you. In terms one. of an actual fashion statement, it's it's it it's is great. Awesome. It is great. It's awesome. It's a great shirt. So like for those that haven't seen it, I've posted it on our Facebook page and it's on my Facebook as well. Um, but yeah, all props to Craig Sager and the Craig Sager Foundation. Um, what else we got, Nicky boy? Uh, on a less mm, nice note. Nice note. Yes. Let's let's just put it like that. Less, less nice. nice. Yeah. There are some more colourful words that we could use, but we won't. Racist um, assault. Oh, sorry. George that out, Carl is at it again. What? This time blaming the Blazers' struggles solely on. Damian Lillard. Oh, yeah, because it's clearly the best player's fault that they're losing. Of course. Um, so what happened? I'm going to read you a little bit here from um, Bleacher Report. Um, I was I was watching the Portland Trailblazers play, and I was trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with this team. My conclusion is that Damian Lillard is getting too much of the attention. What makes you think that? Who controls the team? The coach and the point guard. And that team is not working. I think their coach, Terry Stotts, is a great coach. and I'm So I'm going to say the problem is Lillard. They were a together, connected, committed team last year. This year, they're not. What changed? So, yeah, it was clearly Lillard's fault that the reason why they're struggling to defend. Lillard's been out also for the last few games as well. This came out early in the week. Um, and he was saying that Dame and Melo share similar flaws. I don't think... Uh, Melo's flaws are outweighed by his amazing benefits. And the same with Damian Lillard. Oh, of course. I was going to say, if you're going to put Melo in that same vein of being outweighed on the in their offense, or oh, sorry, their, their flaws being outweighed by their goods. Yeah. That's not the right word. <laughs> I know what you're trying um, to say, mate. I know what you're trying yeah, to say. Yeah, definitely in the same vein as, uh, as Lillard. Um, was in MVP contention in the first... 10 games of the season or so, yeah. putting up crazy numbers, getting the support of Steve Kerr. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm willing to trust Steve Kerr's... Um, yeah, assessment earlier than the year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more so than George Carl's assessment mid-year. Well, I, he also... I think he... Uh, I read a little bit more into this as well, outside of Bleacher Report. And he was saying things about, like, his um, extracurricular, outside basketball activities, like... Him being in the magazines, him going to radio shows, all these sort of things. I'm just like, George Carl is the epitome of like shit that old white people say that we don't want to hear anymore. And it's just like, I don't want to have to like acknowledge it, but it is news. And if we don't acknowledge the fact that this old racist white man is spewing hatred, then and like just completely misguided then, like, people are going to believe him because he's a, a well-known figure. And people would be like, oh, George Carl said that. That must be right. And speaking of, uh, of like, what else he said, the King's own uh, uh, Vivek uh, Ranadive, he, and I quote, I quote this, and I jo- and this isn't, this isn't a joke. He quoted, and this is a quote from George Carl himself, he is an immigrant whose success was beyond what he could have imagined. Did, did he need to mention the immigrant part, Nicholas? could have just said person he could have like <laughs> why does it be uh, uh, like it may i haven't read into this fully and it may not be as bad as it sounds but it just plays into the whole persona that george carl is putting out there and like you know phil jackson to a similar extent but it's just like shut up like it's literally got, shut up and sit down like listen <laughs> to us and listen to our podcast george it's just got no place in in modern media more no. than anything like you Who see, says that in the public eye? Yeah, I know. 
Unless you're the president of the uh, president elect of the United States, of course. Hi oh, of course. Hi oh, well, January. That's it. That maybe that's what he's going for. Oh yeah, well, like probably George Carl will be 2020. You know, running. He might be a Democrat. As yeah, I was going to say running the d- Democratic vote. All, All right. right. Well, I'm, let's not talk about politics. Nick. The last thing I wanted to say on a lighter note. Did you see Kemba Walker's failed three point attempt that he sort of turned around and did like the, did. the nice shimmy dance? I saw it in slow motion, which made it worse. How beautiful is it though? I love I love NBA bloopers, and I'm sure the starters were all over this. Oh, if they were, if they were still podcasting, now we're the only ones in the game. Yeah, mate, Ooh. get around it. There um, is no one else doing <laughs> this over the New Year's over the holiday break other than JBT Pod. So get around her. But yeah, it was brilliant. He's made the shot. It's rattled twice. Yep. And even I was just like, oh, yeah, it's going in. It's going in. It's yeah. going in. He's made the mistake of turning around and just like, oh, the yeah. shimmy dance. What, what a money shot. And if you can't see Nick's doing this wonderful, like, <laughs> shimmy, it's like he's got maracas in his hands right now. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, it, it just, of course, it rimmed out. And what does this remind you of? The, oh, it was Swaggy P, did it? Yeah, Swaggy, like, <laughs> Swaggy P's was like probably worse because he literally just shot it and then he, he did a curry straight away. Yeah, he did a curry. Yeah, except well, he had all the curry. He had all the confidence of curry, but lacked the skill. Yeah, well, like and to be fair, I was watching the Lakers game today. He shot like four three pointers in the first quarter. He's had a good year. Yeah, but uh, whose was whose was better? Who had the better turnaround, fake out celebration? Do you mean better as in? Worse? Yeah, okay. This is what I'm trying to... Okay. I, I, I liked Kemba's shimmy dance, yeah. but I like, but the fact that his almost went in, I think, made his better. So it granted his celebration worthy. Whereas Swaggy P literally shot it, and he just turned around straight away, and he was like, it's in. And then he like had to turn back. He's like, oh, crap. Well, Kemba's didn't go in. No. No. But, but his was but close like, to getting rimmed out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was so... It was this close. Yeah. Swaggy didn't even attempt to be like... I'm Team Swaggy. I'm always Team Swaggy. Oh, I don't know why. USC, Trojan bound. Trojan historic. Um, but we'll head to a break right now because, you know, we've got to talk about some DP of the week after. That's it. You're listening to JBT Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at JBT Podcast. Welcome back to JBT Podcast. Kicking off with some uh, discussion points of the week. Hashtag DP of the week. If you've got any any discussion points that you want to send to us, hashtag DP of the week. You can contact us on any of our social medias. Platforms, yes. Um, so we'll kick off here. And a, a subject that I enjoy talking about. Yes. Because um, I, I have some strong opinions on this man. You do. Um, probably too strong. Probably too strong. Uh, it's probably uh, probably a bit unfair this year, but um, nonetheless, we're going to talk about it anyway. A lot of people have opinions on this guy. Is Kyrie Irving an elite point guard? How much basketball do you watch, Nick? Well, mate, I don't want to brag, but I watch a lot of basketball. <laughs> I watch a lot of basketball. So we got this um, because I was having this discussion with um, mates from my London basketball whatsapp group and ali suggested that we put it in as well is Kyrie an elite point guard firstly nicholas how are we gauging how, this yeah, how, elite how are you defining category elite? <sighs> elite elite point guards are your, your players like are you, are you are you counting elite point guards as superstar point guards because superstar point guards seem to be you know um like there's a lot of superstar point guards in the league in the league now, but are they elite point guards? Probably not. 
like some some um, point guards that you'd regard as superstars may not necessarily yeah. be elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elite point guards are going to be remembered as the CP three. Yeah, is that what yeah. So yeah, AI, uh, Steve Nash, those are your elite. The ones that just change how point guard. Yeah, your Steph, Steph Curry. Steph Curry, yeah. Um, CP3, Stockton, those type of guys. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, in that sense, I probably wouldn't. No, Kyrie's not an elite point guard. And, and um, if anything, called, yeah, Kyrie I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't have Kyrie. I wouldn't have Kyrie probably even in the top five like if we were naming our top five point guards right now nick um who would your top five be point guards in the nba be right now west and east like let's... oh well you, you you couldn't you couldn't knock um obviously westbrook and harden right that's now two. um curry that's three uh who else we, how, who else we got cp3 yeah he's injured yeah, but definitely. he's probably the best pure point guard in the nba yes that's four and then you can go through a list so we could go to Boston and Isaiah Thomas. Is Isaiah Thomas the fifth best point guard in the league? See, I'd still put him above um, Kyrie. Kyrie, yeah. Kemba Walker, Charlotte Hornets. Maybe not. What about uh, your boy, Wallstar? Your bias. Poor start to the season, but I, I, I he's been balling. He has been balling lately. Yeah. Oh fuck it, yeah, he's better. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully he doesn't get traded then. But yeah, like. There's so, and I don't even think, yeah, I think Isaiah Thomas is a better point guard. And there's so many categories you can classify them under. Kyrie is better at like one on one ISO plays yeah. because he's just so creative. I mean, if you, yeah, if you're, if you're calling like handles, oh, like Kyrie's, Kyrie's possibly one of the best in the league. Oh, well, he's definitely that. one of the best in the league. Yeah, top two. If not the best. Yeah, I'd say that. Um, obviously, like you said, amazing ISO play. I think he needs to, you know, Finishing under the rim, um, and general shooting—it's like all of these areas he's, he's gotten immensely better at this season. Yeah. Um, prior to this season, which is where I was basing obviously everything off, prior to this season, um, his stats weren't there. His shooting was all right, um, but when you compare yourselves to when you when you want to be compared in the same vein as in elite point guards in your shooting and, and all that. You're comparing yourself to your Steph Currys. Yep. You're comparing yourself to your, your James Hardens. Um, and he's, he's, he's just not at that caliber. He's not there right now. No. No. And he's still, he's still at, young. He's still very young. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not saying that he won't get there. His improvement this season... But has he plateaued? Is this as... Is this well, as he's the, gotten better this season. Okay. He has gotten better this season. Um, I spoke about this a while, a while ago and saying that he might have plateaued, but... His numbers are better this season. Yeah. Uh, he's assisting more this season as well. Um, he's getting more of the ball. He's, he's, playing he's better. shooting better. Yep. He's getting more points. Um, he's getting used to playing with LeBron. Yeah. I think might be more the thing. Um, getting used to playing in this system with this team and with Tyron Lue. Um because a lot of it comes down to that, doesn't it? Yeah. It's not a matter of, you know, you can't go to a new team and, you know, it might it might click like that. Yeah. Um, but it might take you a few seasons to get into it. No matter how good a, a basketball player you are, if a system doesn't fit you, then you're not going to play the best basketball you can play. Yeah, I agree. And I'll throw in a smoky there before we get on to our um, all-star voting. Um, and I know you voted for all 10 Wizards players. Um, Kyle Lowry. I would have above Kyrie Irving as well. 
You reckon? Yep. Nah, see, better uh, three-point uh, shooter. Better yes. assister. Makes his team better. He is probably one of the best. In like, this is just a personal opinion. I'm not saying Kyrie isn't amazing, but Kyle Lowry for me is. I think it, it comes down to experience. Um, but let's move on to our All Star All Star voting vote uh, opened up this week, Nick. Uh, other than John Wall, who have you got, mate? Who you got in the East and the West? Well, myself personally, or am I treating this like a, I'm an NBA expert? Well, okay, let's say who we. Who we think, and I'll go first because you'll vote. For, you'll be biased. So who I'll, isn't biased in all star voting? I mean, come on. Yeah, but it's all star voting. But the fact that you this can't be biased for the Nets because you would not. You you're gonna freaking um Trevor Booker vote man. for Trevor Booker. Yeah, maybe Brolo. Yeah, okay, Just chuck him a chuck him one. Lindsay will get Hollis votes. Jefferson. You got a, Have you got a vendetta against Rondé Hollis Jefferson? He's... It's just, he's the name I remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on to our all-star voting. So, for me in the East, I've got, at the point guard, I've got Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. That 50-point, 52-point performance last week would just solidified it. At the shooting guard, you can't go past DeMar DeRozan. He's the definition of a shooting guard. He's just lights out, apart from beyond three, but he is just killing it with his jump shot. Um, at the small forward, you can't go past LeBron James. At the power forward, uh, Paul George or Kevin Love. You reckon Paul George has done enough? Like, he'll get in from, you know, just being Paul George. Yeah. But he hasn't had an amazing season. Yeah, but the East is a pretty easy place to get a, a, a start as a, a forward center. Um, which is sad. Which is sad. How, how deep every other position is. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, at center... Um, I mean, the center is one of the positions that's almost a bit too stacked. And I mean, in the East, someone like a Joel Embiid could pop up. Even Hopefully. Before... Bloody hell. Rookie year, uh, all-star game. Yeah. And I mean, even at the power forward position, uh, Paul Zingas has had a decent year. I mean, he's sort of tapered off a little bit. but um, He might come in with the, um, with the, fan, with the vote. fan vote. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, who knows? Almost and... made it last year, so. Yeah. Um, who have you got in the East anyway, Nicky Boy? Well, can't go past a bit of John Wall at uh, at number one. That's not even that's not even bias. Oh, it is bias. <laughs> it, it is bias. Consi- considering bias. what it just did. Yep. Um, and Kemba. And yeah, Ke- Kemba's Ke- Kemba's probably has been more consistent. Yeah. Um, not than it than um than John Wall definitely. But John Wall recently, I think he's doing enough to get a, to get maybe an All Star maybe. I'm voting for him, All right, well, and I have already voted for him multiple times? times. Yeah, you've tagged me like at a least times. three times, I yep. think. And I, I voted for Sheldon McClellan. <laughs> I mean, uh, no my even, votes don't even count. <laughs> well, they do because every vote counts, mate. It's a democracy. Oh God, that's why every that's why it sucks. Um, <laughs> should, see, I can, I can be real creative here because I can put anyone anywhere. Yeah, you go. It's great. I'm gonna put Jimmy Butler at the shooting guard. All right, not that he, you know. He is a sh- is a shooting not this year, but he is a shooting guard. Yeah. Um. So that's not exactly crazy. Uh. But Jimmy Butler's been putting up some crazy numbers. In a, in, you know, lately the Bulls have been kind of up and down. Yeah. Uh, they're they're below five hundred at the moment, so a lot more down than up recently. Yeah. Um. But that's no. But no he's fault he's yeah he's been pl- he's still been playing really really well. Uh. Small forward. LeBron King. Um, yeah, I could put him center if I wanted to. Yeah, you could. I could do whatever I want in this. But uh yeah, you can't can't you can't not play LeBron. He, no. 
he, his stats speak for themselves and everyone knows. Anyway, uh, power forward. You said Paul George. Yeah. And I had a bit of a think while you were going through yours. I'm just like, power forward's in the East. Power forward's in the East. Giannis. Ah. And said to Kumpo. The reason why I, I didn't say him because I can't say his name, Nicholas, and you know that. <laughs> Giannis. Antetokounmpo. Okay, well, that's why he he'll probably he deserves that All Star spot. Yeah, he's been absolutely balling, filling his filling his box score every single night. Crazy numbers, crazy double doubles, triple doubles. Just a crazy man. Crazy he is name. A crazy, crazy name. Crazy man. The Greek freak. Well, um, well deserving of an All Star spot. And that center. Center. I said Joel Embiid. But yeah, I, I mean, you had a couple of others. I mean, if you were going, you you'd, you can't look past Drummond. You know, putting up like yeah. heaps heaps of boards a game, points. He's he's doing great things for a pretty good um, Pistons. Too. Yeah, Pistons outfit. They're doing um, well. They were doing all right. In fact, they must have lost a few games in a row that I <laughs> that I missed out on. Sorry, my. Uh, they're just under five hundred. Yeah, so it's, they're not doing bad. They're, they're definitely still in our playoff. Or everyone, I guess, still is in playoff contention, including the Nets, in, in, excluding the Nets, <laughs> but including the 76ers who are even on the. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, John Joe Drummond there be um, super good. Um, Andre but, Drummond, not DeAndre. Oh, Drummond. Sorry, DeAndre Jordan, Andre Drummond. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, and Hassan Whiteside as well could be considered. Um, probably not not over. The Pistons, just because uh, of the wins. Yeah. yeah. Um, not a lot of superstar centers. I mean, you could put, what are you going to put, Trist Thompson in there? Maybe. You could. He's dating a Kardashian, Nicholas. That's superstar Why not? Valanchunas, chuck him in there. He's got a long name as well. What about in the West? Who we got for the West? This is this is where it gets tough. This At is th- this is where it gets very tough. Who do you put as your point guard? Uh, or do you just put Curry, uh, Curry, which you... Houston. The whole Warriors team. Yeah. yeah got nah. Curry, Harden, and Westbrook on the on the same team. Just chuck Curry as a small forward. Look, you could, but right... Get him guarding LeBron. That'd be interesting <laughs> to say the least. My God. I think you'd have Harden as the point guard. Or Harden... Nah, Russ's point you'd, guard. You'd have Russ's point guard and then Harden as shooting, shooting guard. Small forward would be KD. That's kind of funny, the fact that all those three used to play together. And then all... Yeah. Three. And then a power forward, who would you have? You could put like a Davis, um, yeah, Davis. There, you could put even a cat there. You'd probably rather him at center, but um, yeah, cat or Davis. I mean, um, would would players like Gobert? He'd probably be a stuff? center. Gobert, but would he actually make the All Star game? Gobert, uh, not in terms of votes, because Boogie will probably get those votes. But uh, I'm sure the the coaches have voted in on the on the second team on the bench. But yeah, all those players you might get Larry Nance Jr. in there for some posterizers. He might get a few votes because of those boys poster. I think he'll get them in there because of the dunk contest. Um, but you know, CJ McCollum's been balling lately. Um, there's a lot of players that'll be un- that are going to be unlucky to miss out in, in the in the West, like Marcus Sol, uh, Steph Curry. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, guy. The guy, like he- Clay Thompson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if if you put Russ and Harden, you have to do. You have to go those Kawhi two. Kawhi Leonard. Man, all of these. The names, West is stacked. It's stacked as hell. Stacks on stacks on stacks. So how many? How many? You know, how many guards can they put on this team? All right, I'm gonna go with my five, and then you go with your five. My five are Harden, Russ, KD, Kawhi, Gobert. Just because not I'm not in that order. 
No, but like from point guard to center. So you'd put Harden as point guard and no, Russ. No, so Harden and Russ. Oh yeah, well yeah. either way, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. it's it's And a, then you'd put KD as your small forward would, and and then Kawhi's your power forward. Well, yeah. Would you? Yeah. I wouldn't. Kawhi's a better power forward. It doesn't really matter. That doesn't matter in all star game. Yeah, I, I guess. Um but then, you know, Anthony Davis misses, misses out. He'll get in though, on the on the vote. It's just the you know, the Pelicans have been so um, horrible lately. I mean I, I agree with Russ and Russ and Harden. Those are the two those are the two front runners for MVP at the moment. Yeah. Um so you can't you can't knock them out, but then like Curry comes off the bench. Like what world is this? Well look, let <laughs> let's be real. Steph's gonna get in it through fan vote. Oh, right? of course, yeah. And it's gonna be interesting to see who the fans actually do vote for. Um and now that that, that player element's in it as well. Um it's certainly going to be interesting come uh, Valentine's Day, come around mid-February when we do see those Hall Star votes come in. Um, who 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 would I who would I have as my uh, small forward though, mate? I'm I'm, I'm still to- I, I can't decide. I, I couldn't decide on a five for the West. The East was relatively like all, all right. Forward, yeah. I, KD. I'd have yeah. KD's having or Kawhi. Uh, it's one of them. And either way, you could see. I chunk- put I put KD there. I put KD small forward, and then. Like I, I want Day, I want Davis in my so All Star team. Then. It would have to be, yeah. Uh, fair enough. Kawhi would have to. Didn't man, you, that, didn't that you drop dirty. KD when we did DBS a few weeks ago? Uh, it depends who it was up against. Uh, it was up against LeBron and Kawhi. Remember? I don't in think in one I would of our first K- episodes. Would I have dropped Kate? Oh, how I've changed. <laughs> how I've evolved. It's and 2017. Matured. Hashtag New Year, New Me. Exactly. Um, and then at the center, I would, I would. You know, DeAndre Jordan would be there. Boogie. It's Boogie. Oh, yeah, Boogie. Like, he's the best center in the NBA. Just offensively, anyway. And he'll be fun to see. It would have to be Boogie. So, we'd probably have Boogie. But, like, you know, DeAndre, Gobert, they'll probably hopefully come off the bench anyway. Cat, will he get an all-star game, Carl anthony Towns? I think he'll get the coach's vote. But I don't think he'll get in off fan vote. Mm. Because being in a small sort of market team with Minnesota and stuff. But... Speaking of the cat, Nicky boy, who has the better future out of the Milwaukee Bucks led by Jabari Parker and the man whose name I can't say, he who shall not be named, <laughs> and Andrew Get Wiggy With It Wiggins, Zach I Believe I Can Fly Levine, and Meow Towns. Who has the brighter future eventually or who has the brighter future sooner? Because well, the Bucks are going to peak sooner than... The Timberwolves, but yeah, the ceiling point. for the Timberwolves. If they can sort out whatever shit storm is happening there in Minnesota in those third quarters, third and fourth quarters, yeah, then they can be unstoppable. Yeah. Um, whether it's mental toughness, they need more um, seniority. Oh, seniority! I like that word. In the team, um, maybe give Tipperto another season or two. Yeah, let his figure out. Yeah, figure out what's going on. But if we're going this season, the the Bucks have been playing some beautiful basketball. They have. Rather, Giannis has been playing some beautiful basketball. Jabari's been very good as well. Um, he's, he's yeah, shooting well. Um, Second year. It's all it's all been about Giannis this team though. Oh yeah, and you can't not it can't not be about Giannis. He's he's one of those guys you built a franchise. Well, he's around. he's your franchise player, of course. Um, so they're going to get results a lot sooner. I mean, currently they are sitting. Equal sixths with the Wiz, which doesn't say a lot about the Bucks. It's actually probably a knock on the bu- on the Bucks. Hey, the Wiz have been baller lately. Um, yeah, we did well to get back to back to five hundred, but um, 
So I see the Bucks as uh, greater than 500 teams yeah. in the East, which is a um, potential top four or potential fourth spot, I should say. Um, yeah, even third spot um, in the East, and that would be that would mean huge things yeah. for the Bucks, who didn't make the playoffs last season. No, and they definitely underperformed. Yeah. But the Giannis has just gone next level, and when you have a player like that on your roster, on your team, just leading you, the, the sky's the limit with this mm. team. And I think if we were going to pick one for the short-term future, I think we're both sort of in, in agreement that it's Milwaukee, but in the long term, it's definitely those T-Wolves with, yeah, with the baby wolves. You've got two two Rookie of the Year's, um, another favourite for Rookie of the Year who hasn't quite come to fruition, but we saw a little piece of Chris Dunn's magic oh, yeah. uh, against the Blazers in a, in a little... Um, some pickups, so, some yeah, it's something you'd see on on in the back. yeah on, on on a pickup court. It's, it's just some some crazy handles there from Chris Dunn, um, showing his stuff. So between those four super young players, um, it's just it's exciting stuff to happen in Minnesota. But for the moment, the Bucks have the upper hand, yep, and it's okay. showing this season they are balling this season. Uh, but Jack, I've got another DP question for you yes hit me. similar to one that we had two weeks ago with the most impressive stat uh and this one similar along similar lines what has been the most impressive stat line for you we've seen some impressive stat lines this is from basketball forever yes basketball forever came with this so we we, we can't claim that but um yeah go like basketball forever on facebook they're brilliant brilliant, yeah. brilliant page to like um so we've got us Russell Westbrook with a 51-point triple-double. 51 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists, 2 steals, 38% field goal shooting, field field goal percentage uh, in a win against the Suns. Yep. You've got James Harden recently with his 53-point triple-double, 17 assists, 16 rebounds, 53.8% from the field in their win against the Knicks. First in NBA history for a 50-15-15 game. Anthony Davis, uh, 50 points, 16 rebounds, five assists, seven steals, four blocks. <laughs> Almost a quintuple, quintuple double. Three more steals, that would have been a quadruple double. I can't, um, I can't fathom this. Uh, 50% field goal percentage in their loss to the Nuggets. And Clay Thompson, with the 60-point game, two rebounds, two assists, 63% from the field, zero turnovers, and in 29 minutes, seconds, h- holding the ball <laughs> for 90 seconds total. All right. Uh, what have, what in their impre- win against the Pacers. What impressed me the most, Nicholas? I mean, for me, it's a toss-up between... You take out Russell Westbrook just because of that 38% field goal percentage. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it's not to say that Russ isn't having one of the most outstanding seasons in the history of the NBA with 16 triple doubles now. It's just <laughs> that that performance probably wasn't his best. Like, I liked his 22 assist game. Yeah, so, so did I. I yeah. mean, I preferred that. I think he only scored 29 in that game. Yeah, and I mean... It, it, only it, 29, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I mean, 51 points is, is great, but 38% shooting... How many how many shots is that? I don't. I, don't, I couldn't calculate it in my mind. I don't have the don't yep. have the actual. It'd be around 30. amount of amount of shots he took, but that that is a crazy amount of shots. Yeah, and for so many of them not to go in, it's just it's disappointing. Yeah, it rather than efficient. impressive. 
But he, you know, he still shot that many. Oh yeah, the, the he fact still had that many looks and the ten assists as well. So like yeah, a, a, a fifty point triple double is just phenomenal. Mm. And I was reading somewhere today that I think it's the most fifty point triple doubles to happen in fifty years or something, which is not surprising at all when you got Harden and Westbrook in the lead. But for me, I want to go with Anthony Davis just because you know I'm a big man fan. I got to stick with my big men, and like that stat line is, uh, albeit in a loss as well. But this is before that you know. Drew this Holiday is before Drew Holiday came, came back. back. Yeah. And so he sort of had to lead them. And 50 points, 16 rebounds, 5 assists, 7 steals from a power forward. 7 steals, 4 blocks. Like, it's just one of the most phenomenal stat lines I've ever seen. The 7 steals is impressive for such a big man. For power um, forward, sending against 7 steals. Yeah. Like, Kyrie got that the other day. And, oh, like, Kyrie's a point guard. He's likely to get those steals when he's, you know... When you're, you're bouncing a, across the court as he yeah. is. For someone like a big man, like he's, he's not exactly a big lumbering man. He's, he's still very athletic. Yeah. Um, but he's still seven foot tall. Yes. Yeah, or thereabouts. Seven, yeah. yeah. Um, which is just, you know, unfathomable to be able to read the play that well and then move that quickly. Seven steals and steal. four blocks. Yeah. Like, it's not just like four blocks, which is amazing by itself, but seven steals. Mm. Like it's, the um, impact he had defensively as well as offensively is like, mind-boggling. So I'm going with Anthony Davis. Who you got, mate? Well, there is an extra stat in here that has swayed my mind, and I just remembered it. Go. Um, I loved the Clay Thompson um, shooting performance. Just watching that game was just bliss. Yeah, I think you've got to send me again, Nick. Every time that this game comes up in your head, you just think back to like... 64% from the field. I feel like you have this video like... For 60 points. He had the ball <laughs> for 90 seconds. But that's not even my most impressive. I loved that game. Watching that game was just pure joy. Um, best you part that video me. saved? Like, is, like, you know how people like go to their favourite videos when they go to... Like YouTube or Pornhub, like you go to <laughs> you, you go on you go to Clay Thompson's like video on YouTube that was posted by like a basketball website, and do you just like com- get moist from it? Like as you like to say, you like the word moist. I do. I do actually have it saved. Do you really I, have it saved? I do violently masturbate <laughs> to it as well. <laughs> Shout out to Chelsea. Uh, yes, um, but no, it's James Harden's um, yeah, it was career so- defining, not the career defining. NBA defining breaking just history adjectives yes can't adjectives. find words um 53.17 assists 17 assists 17 uh 16 rebounds which is very impressive um do I un- hold on before before I get into this I think I undervalue rebounds for a guard because I'm sorry if you stand underneath the rim as a guard you're going to get the rebound well, like yeah. if like Westbrook falls off his defender when someone shoots and stands in the key. Yeah. And will get the board. Yeah. So he can rack up 10 boards. Yeah. That's not impressive. Uh, or it, is that impressive? That, that, that's I, that's not impressive to me. It depends. It depends on like, so... Like if you fought it, for an offensive rebound, if you get an offensive rebound in general, then you've played off, your, you've rebounded better than the, the, the person on the defensive what, rebound. But uh, that's Russell's rebounding can't be undervalued. Like he's probably the best guard rebounder I have. James Harden gets those probably sort of lazy rebounds, so to speak, where it's just like someone's missed the shot and all the, the defences collapse to go back to the offensive end. Um, yeah, that's right. I mean, I understand Nick, it's reading... it's 16 rebounds in a game. I understand reading and the play. And this was against the Knicks as well. So, like, he was up against D. Rose, Brandon Jennings. They're not scrubs. But if they're shooting badly, if they're shooting poorly, 
those are more rebounds for your team. Those are more. I'd actually like to see the breakdown of offensive and defense because James Harden still gets offensive rebounds. He still reads the yeah, play does. very well. He can get the long ones. And he gets to the line. Like I, I, I'm sure in those 53 points, he would have got to the line. 18 like, times. Yeah, he so went exactly. To the line. So like, it's it depends on what you value. And I mean, yeah, James Harden's performance was just that being said, his shooting percentage was still amazing. He still gets to the line amazingly well. Threes. And yeah. what was amazing to me, if you total his points. Yeah. And points from assists, yeah. he was over 90 points. I know, it's ridiculous. That's what Impact. stat is not there, and that's what I loved. Because a lot of his assists were kicks to three. Hashtag maths. Um, hashtag maths. So, yeah, James Harden's point. It's no it's no mystery that I'm a big fan of James Harden as well. Uh, so, yeah, the most impressive stat line of the... It's kind of depressing that you kind of disregarded what Russell Westbrook straight away. I know, it's, it's, He's still having a phenomenal, phenomenal year, but in terms of a single stat line, oh yeah, it's, I mean, it's but it, I mean, not the not the not the best. Speaking of highly impressive, do you have any NBA New Year's resolutions for your Washington Wizards and my? And I'll give you mine for the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Is it win a game, mate? Is it uh, win a game in 2017? Look, I think one would or be win to three win. games. Well, like, we're undefeated in 2017. Old beat, we're playing tomorrow, and hopefully we do win. But I think we'd have probably three New Year's resolutions. One will be to aggressively get involved in the trade market, to go after some young talent. And there's been some rumours floating around already that I won't Or trade for some picks. Trade for some picks, because it's a very good draft class coming up. Yep. Get Jeremy Lin healthy, because he makes such an impact on our organisation in general, not just on the court. And feed Brolo, because he's not getting enough looks. And when he does get those looks, he is probably one of the best offensive centers in the league. He's and a brilliant three-point shooter this season. I wouldn't have thought I'd say the, it coming the into the season. Brother, Brolo. Yeah, Brolo. I, get, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it's, not it's great. bad though. That was horrific. It was bad. That was one of the worst jokes I've ever done <laughs> in my life, and that's saying something. But yeah, for me, the Nets would be to yeah, just stay relevant. I don't want to because we still uh, have that relevancy compared to say last year where we were just like a nothing team. Mm. Like we're above like the Phoenix Suns in terms of relevancy. So well, you're not last. This, oh, actually, you didn't finish last last season. The no, we didn't. Seventy six is still finished last, and we're tied for last. But you had now. a good start to the season. There was there was yeah. a, a little bit of uh, hope in your organization. It's 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 evening out a bit now, but. Um, yeah. Injuries you know, you, have caught up with us. Yeah. yeah. Keep, keep the hope. You've got, um, yeah, I think Jeremy Lin coming back for you guys will, yeah. be, um, will be a big deal. Hashtag Brooklyn. But uh, some NBA resolutions, hopefully, for the Washington Wizards is keep John Wall. My God. Keep keep this. T- like Keep John Wall. Why? Because you got his jersey the other day. I got, I got his jersey and I've got an ugly Christmas sweater that says J, J- Wall on it. Uh, so he can't leave. Or else for the bu- sake. Are for- you gonna burn it? No. Like you know how like. Yeah, I know, I know. Like, yeah, different circumstances. No, I, different I, circumstances. I, I wouldn't. I'd hate him though. <laughs> I would fucking. Oh. Ah, uh, Nick, Nick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mate. I'm Come sorry. on, mate. We're we're a kid friendly podcast. Uh, I don't I'm pretty sure we've sworn about seven times already. We uh, we uh, we should lay off the profanities, but you know. But fuck yeah. That. Um. Um. Keep John Wall. Yep. Keep Beal. Like, don't trade that backcourt. Sorry, I should have just said, don't trade in, don't trade the backcourt. Yeah. Um, solidify the bench with at least one player. One player one? I'd be happy with. One. Cool. I'd be happy with one. Just get someone from the D um, or something, or get someone from Europe. I'm sure. Nick. To solidify the team. Nick, we you, might need... you've got your J, or like, if you, 
in fact, no, I'd be better off the bench than you. Like, you know, I'd be like an Enos Cantor type. You'd be more like a... Who was the really fat guy from the Wizards again? Was it Jared Dudley. Jared Dudley. <laughs> I'd be in, he starts for the Suns. Yeah, he does, actually. He starts wow. for the Suns that's, these that's days. That's saying something about the Suns. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, and lastly, remain above 500. If we can remain above 500, we can get a... Playoff spot. Playoff spot. Yeah. Traditionally. Last last year, we got we got to 500 just. Uh, and we didn't clinch a playoff spot because the East was so, so tight. I'm hoping that it doesn't end up like that again. I don't think it will. Uh, currently, we're equal sixths with 500. And the way we're playing, we are an over 500 team. Yeah, currently. Um, but our form, you know, comes in ebbs and flows. So, uh, who knows whether we can keep this up. Or whether the start of the season was just a, you know, some sort of blimp. Blimp? Blimp. Blip. Blip. Blip on the radar. It was definitely a blimp on the radar. It was huge. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a big shit start to the season. Uh, Top three. Shit Top. isn't that. Jack's off topic. Is shit a swear? No. <laughs> yeah, Favourite swear word. Favorite. Let's, let's, all right. Next week. Next week. <laughs> next week. Favorite. This is gonna be. I'm, I'm gonna have to bring out the profanity buzzer. Our <laughs> off topics have probably become my favorite part of the week from DBS now. But I want to actually add my New Year's resolution as well for the Brooklyn Nets to get above 300 because we're currently <laughs> Jeez, at we're, sick expectations. We're currently at 2500. <laughs> so we're at eight and 24. So I believe in you, Nets Nation. I believe in you. So you want to win 30% of your games. 33% of my game. Oh, yeah, even 30. No, 30%. Because that's how the... Yeah, that's, that's, how the, that's maths. Yeah, that's how the, 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 the percentage works. Correct. It's literally a percentage. I would, I would like to. So you'd like... Yeah. So that's a less than one in three every game. Correct. That's a bad goal. Yeah, but like you've got to... You start low, like keep your... But it's not like you're you're, progr- you're developing young players. Why not Hollis Jefferson, mate? Your favourite player. <laughs> Let's move on. Sean Kilpatrick. Sean Kill Kill Wizards. Hashtag uh, we beat you. Yeah, I know you bet us, and then the bowls did as well. So I got a, a lot of messages when I came back from bowls that day. It's like Jimmy G buckets. I'm like, I didn't see the game. I can't really comment. Oh uh, yeah. Um, Nicky boy, best best power forward. We got this from I believe it was Clutch Points or NBA Memes, and they had their uh, their emoji game on where it's you give a thumbs up for Anthony Davis, you give a love heart to Blake Griffin. Or you give a, a funny face for Kevin Love. Who's your best three? Let's rank them one to three very quickly. All right, judging Currently, by- right now, I would probably put because um, because Anthony Davis is a center. No, I was saying to this bef- to Jack before. Uh, Anthony Davis is a center. Blake Griffin's injured, so it's Kevin Love. So he's the best. Currently, uh, no. Nah, just uh, rank them uh, one to three. Anthony Davis is one. Uh, in terms of like talent and potential, number like two. I'm, I'm fusing those two. Um, geez, that's hard because I feel bad putting Blake Griffin three. Ooh, Maggers. But Shots I would fired. have to put Blake Griffin three because Kevin Love this year is having his best Cleveland year. Yeah, and he's back to those Minnesota days. And he's injured. Yeah, he's, he was out with surgery, so uh, you know he's not helping himself. It was elective surgery, so... You um, have to elect to have it. Yeah. I'm not going to comment on it because I want my best friend to stay as my best friend. Because you would put Blake Griffin as third as well. Ma- you... I, choose, I choose not to comment. Oh, for those right. who watch Seinfeld will know. 
just uh, before we go to a break, um, we'll go with Game of the Week. That ends our discussion points, by the way, if that wasn't clear. Um, I know we have to spell everything out for you, to you guys, but that's okay. Hey, we're, hey, Nick, Nick, you've been nice to the... To the peasants, all right? Be nice to the peasants. Um, Game of the week this week. I wonder which game we're going to pick. Because this has been a a long week for us because we recorded our podcast early because of the Christmas and now we're recording it late because of New Year's. So it's been like a week and a half almost. Um, But best game of the week happened on the first day of of our week. Yeah, Christmas Day. The Christmas Day game, Cavs-Warriors. Um, what a game. The Cavs and Warriors game, which was the finals rematch, was the highest rated NBA Christmas Day game in the last 12 years. It had the most online streams of any Christmas Day game. I mean, I watch a lot of basketball. I watch Nick. a lot of basketball. <laughs> but this was one of the games that just like, it, it, it's why we love basketball. Yeah, it was just amazing to watch. I, I'm so happy I woke up for it. Uh, I was on at 6.30 in the morning here in Australia, so 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 worth uh and stelios definitely watched it stelios hitting us up on facebook golden state forever blowing leads hashtag Cavs nation hashtag Kyrie clutch Kyrie does it again in that game Dagger. hashtag stay woke uh yeah hashtag just a we'll brilliant be, brilliant game hashtag we'll be right back after this you're listening to jbt podcast be sure to head on facebook and give us a like Welcome back to JBT Podcast. Kicking off here with Nick's Picks. Uh, For those of you who are new to the podcast, this is where we pick a fantasy basketball team for the week just gone. And we throw in some honorable mentions in there as well because the week is long, Jack. Long and long. Long and long. Um, Especially this week. And there have been a lot of games and it's hard to pick just one player per position. So, do you want to go through some honourable mentions for us, Jackie? I will, and Jay. So, we've got Kyrie on Christmas Day with a near quadruple double. He had 25 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds, and 7 steals. Phenomenal. Uh, on the same Christmas Day, it was a very jolly day for LaMarcus Aldridge, who had 33 points and 9 rebounds to lead his spurs over the Bulls. Aaron Gordon had a handy 30 points. 11 of 15 from the field in the Magic's win over Memphis. Aaron Gordon and now proving he's more than a dunker. Uh, your boy Otto Porter, OP. Uh, Otto Man, he's got some blotto. I'm trying to think of a Simpsons related thing there. Uh, my name you is. Can Otto. You, you can do it, Otto. You can do it, Otto. Can't be child the rat. That'll be your motto. You can do it, Otto. You put up over 30. 32 points, 13 of 80 from the field, along with 18, 18 rebounds. Wow. In there, win over the Bucks. Um, Jimmy Harden, fear the beard. He had 31, 31 points, 12 assists in their offensive show against the Suns. He had 34 points as well and 5 rebounds, 11 assists, and a fiery win over the Mavs. And Harden's other performance uh, may be mentioned a little bit later. Uh, Russell Westbrook had his 15th triple-double of the season, 29 points, 17 rebounds, 11 assists in their win over the Heat. He had another triple-double in lit- literally 19 minutes. 19 minutes he got a triple-double, Nick. 19 minutes. Broke broke his own record for the... Uh, that's quickest. less than a Simpsons episode. That is... That's less than most television That's episodes. less than, like... Every, that's Unless you're watching, like, Arthur or, like, Hey Arnold or something. Mm. And it's just, like, in those 20 minutes, he's just, like, getting out... Getting buckets and getting dimes. Oh, it's crazy, yeah. Gordon Hayward in the Jazz's win over the Lakers had 31 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists. 
Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge again against the Suns put up 27 points, shooting 83% from the field. Nicely efficient from him. IT4 getting the MVP chance amongst his home crowd supports, accumulating 29 points in the final quarter and a career-high 52 for the game, shooting 57% from the field. My boy IT and 70% from three. James Harden again getting a triple-double. 30 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists, shooting 67% from the field. Uh, your boy, very unlucky to miss out on the PG. Don't do the finger thing, Nick. Stop doing the finger thing. And I, I, what? I should stop saying... what? I should stop saying finger thing as well on this podcast. Um, what? Yes, we get it. And one. And one what? Like, the, shut up. <laughs> John Wall, 36 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists, 57%, 66%, and 92% from the field, respectively. Uh, from the three and the line, respectively, putting on a clinic to lead your boys to one game below 500 at the time against the Pacers. And the man who can fly, Zach Levine, getting 24 points in a very efficient display, shooting 57, 53% from the field and 67 from three. And in a very, very uh, left field pick for Knicks picks, uh, Bucks rookie to, uh, Malcolm Brogdon gets his first ever honorable mention, had his first ever career triple-double, with 15 points, 11 rebounds, and 12 assists, that deserves a little bit of a golf clap from me. That's a hard what's, golf clap. What's mate. the sound of one hand clapping, Nick? No, lease. Bart, it's a proverb. Lease. Listen. Listen. All right. We're Nick, sad people. We are. Um, yeah, sad and that, that kicks off the um, that caps off the honourable mention. Some big, big um, games there. I mean, we had about four instances of James Harden, <laughs> three of Russell, Russell Westbrook, two of Lamarcus. Lamarcus. Yeah, it, it's been a long week. It's been a big week. It's been a very big Merry week. Merry Christmas, Happy let's, New Year. Um, let's kick off with the actual picks at point guard. We got James Harden uh, making history. In his win over the Knicks to become the first player to have a 50 15 15 triple double. Say that three times 50 15 50 15 15 50 15 15 50 15 15. Mate, I can do it. I can say a Tentacumpo. You can't. I can um, say. Anyway, he had 53.17 rebounds and 16 assists off 53% shooting. Very nicely done there from, from the beard. Uh, in the shooting guard position, we had Jimmy Butler getting it done with a nice double-double, 40 points, 11 rebounds, including the match winner, Jimmy G. The G stands for Gets Buckets. It doesn't say for Gets Buckets. He it does. says for Gets, Nick. Uh, yeah, weird. that's... Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not Gets Buckets. I, I stuffed it. Jimmy, Jimmy, bu- bu- Jimmy G Buckets. The G stands for Gets. There uh, we go. We yeah, well done, Nick. Anyway, uh, match winner to sink the nets. That's why he's a bit salty about it. I'm very salty. I feel like I needed to, you know, some vinegar to balance S- me out. Solid. Salt and vinegar? Yeah, okay, I get it. Salt vinegar chips yes. or pepper. Um, at the small Push it. Forward. Push it real good. At the small forward position, we had Giannis Atentacumpo. Yanni. Yanni. Uh, he had a massive stat line over the Bulls. 35 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, 7 blocks. 7 blocks. 7 blocks. Block, block, swap, swap, He's a swap. very giant athletic man. Very excited for him to see... Very excited for him to give me the opportunity to see my first ever quadruple double. And he's going to do it eventually. I have faith. Calling it now. We make the big calls. Um, Power forward. Paul George against the Wizards. I've watched this game. It was 
depressing. Paul um, George does this against you yeah, all the time. Putting up 34 points, uh, 50% <laughs> from the field and 60% from three. So he's getting it done, efficiency-wise. PG-13. Against the Wiz. Some scenes may frighten Nick Busing. <laughs> and um, at the centre position, we had the brow. Anthony Davis with a nice double-double, 26 points, 18 rebounds against the Mavs. So, recapping, recapping. Nick's picks. Uh, actually, Nick's picks this week because he actually did some work I while did. I was away I, at Falls. He did it, yeah, you were at Falls, which we didn't talk about in the intro, but whatever. I didn't get anything, diseases or anything. That's I, good. I'm still very clean. There was a lot of flies and bugs. Nick's picks this week. Void <laughs> <laughs> guard, James Harden. Shooting guard, Jimmy G buckets the G sense for what, Nick? Giannis? Get! What is wrong with you? Oh my god. And at small forward, the man I can't say, he who shall not be named, Giannis. Uh, power forward, Paul George. And at centre, AD. Those are Nick's picks this week. Nick, what are you up for? Stat of the week, mate. You've been doing some work on the Google Docs. Yeah, I, I couldn't find a decent stat that had already been made for, <laughs> that had already been made for me. So that I could actually do some that work. I could leech. So I, I made this one up. Um... I, th- I feel it's pretty good. I, d- I don't know. I'll let you guys decide. It's regarding R- Russell Westbrook again. It seems like every stat of the week regards this guy, but he yeah. is a stat machine. So I love him for it. Um, so Russell Westbrook is the is first. He's a league leader uh, in six offensive stats. That actually may be more now, if you depends what you count as an yeah, offensive yeah. stat. Um, but including points, field goals attempted, field goals made, and points per game, as well as usage rate. He's, in, he's ahead of a, in a lot of stats. Yep. Um, but I had a look at another had a look at another stat, Jack. What do you got? I'm, I'm building some suspense here. Um, he's 168th in the league in field goal percentage amongst starters. So okay. That's just amongst starters. Okay, Nick, let me stop you right there. Um, I'm going to actually... I'm sorry to do this to you. There are 30 teams in the league, Nick. Yep. What's 30 times 5? 30 times 5 is 150. How are there 168 starters? That is an excellent question. <laughs> I, I don't know. But the NBA stats, I sorted it by starters. Oh, difference, if, I assume On that if they're... Lineups. Yeah, no, I, I, I sorted it by starters. I assume that if that player has started at least once, they're a starter. Ah, uh, right, 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 right. I don't know how... Take it up with them, mate. Take it up with them. <laughs> NBA advanced stats. Hashtag not the real stats, man. I've got the real stats. Yeah, because you, you, get, you get players injured. Uh, and... yeah, I, I get you, but oh. I, I just wanted to call you out. Yeah, no, I, I, like I, I, had, I, was, I was stumped briefly for a moment, but the injuries and, and, yeah, yeah, and rotations, that makes sense. Anyway, and I admit that being 168th in the league um, is a bit skewed. There are centers who shoot over 60%. Um, but there, it is no mystery that Westbrook's shooting percentage this year is down. Yep. Significantly. He just shoots bricks out there. Uh, and it really makes you wonder, like, he's, he's leading the league in so many offensive stats. Um, what impact he could be having if his percentage, if he was shooting at a better percent. Because his usage rate is still is still top of the league. He's still having the most amount of points. He leads the league in field goals missed as well. Yeah. Um. So this is the rust stat. I like. Yeah, it. I mean, it's it it's frightening to see if he had if he had even improved that. Like, he, I think he's shooting forty two percent, which isn't bad by any. It's it's not it's terrible. It's average. Yeah. Um, it's not superstar. It's not superstar worthy though. 
I think but the, his percentages are are almost good for what he's got because he has to create so much for that team. Yeah. Like, if they had another playmaker, whether it was, like, you know, even, like, a, a, someone like a Bogut who could open up some space for him, set some good screens, but he... He, he takes create, a lot of bad shots, He though. does, he does. And I'm not saying that he doesn't, but he also has to take those bad shots a lot of the time because... Um, but then at the same time, he does create those bad shots by, you know, playing so much iso ball. Mm. Um, but, yeah, he's a... He's an offensive machine, judging by the the stats. The Nicholas. stat, yeah, and I know I like I like that one. It's it's, it's something that I had to work for, so well, I, feel, I feel a bit of pride pride for well, it. I'll give it, I'll give you a clap. Um, anyway, moving on to one of my favourite topics that's it's like slowly solidifying itself. Because you got to speak about pants. I got and to speak about pants for a while. Jokes. It was great. Yeah. Um, so we start off here with Jack's random off-topic pick of the week. What do you got for us, mate? Potatoes, Nick. Potatoes. You've literally got potatoes for me? I wish I did so I could just like have, have, get a potato gun and like shoot potatoes at you because that'd be fun. Um, that would be. It sounds delicious. But like, what if there were uncooked potatoes? You'd still like, like, God, you're a ginormous man. Don't matter. For those that saw uh, Christmas Day, I posted... Some photos of our lovely Christmas dinner at the Manual household and and abusing family and Osman and Maggers were invited and Nick fitted twenty four and we said this fitted twenty four count them twenty four potato fries in his mouth so and I'd do it again of course you would because <laughs> you know your New Year's resolution is to just stay as fat as possible mate and goddamn right <laughs> and so I'm going Nick, for a world record here mate well actually let's look into that we we might be able to <laughs> we might be able to find because I saw today a video on on the Guinness World Records Facebook of a of a puppy popping popping thirty nine balloons in a hundred seconds apparently that's a world record I reckon we could do that I'm not a puppy Jack well I reckon you could eat more chips I could than fit a hundred balloons in my mouth yeah I, I don't doubt that fully blown but um <laughs> where, where I mean this is off topic but we're somehow getting off topic of potatoes um <laughs> so let's, so what about potatoes mate? let's get into the potato thing so. We've got your standard brown, normal white potatoes, but we've got sweet potatoes as well. Nick, what so are we you... just talking about potatoes in general? Yeah, let's just right. let's just have a bit of a geese about it, mate. Right. I'm a big fan of sweet. I think they're very underrated, and I had while it falls. Mags introduced me to these sweet potato potato chips. Oh my god, Red Rock Deli, you've done it again. And I mean, I know it's McCain, but Red Rock Deli, you've done it again. Or like, JB. JBT, you've done it again. JBT, you've done it again. Uh, because we're that's our name. Yeah. Um, but sweet potato, highly underrated, mate. Sweet potato mash. Ali makes a mean sweet potato mash. Um, it. I mean, normal mash is good, as well. But I mean, Nick, normal mash is good. Good. It's brilliant. I just reminds me. Whenever I think of mashed potatoes now, I just think of IT crowd and that scene. <laughs> that mash did look tasty. And, Damn, that mash looks tasty. Covered in gravy. Oh, uh, it's an amazing mashed potatoes. Nick, I'll be right back. I'm going to go make us some mashed potatoes. You keep speaking about oh, some potatoes, mate. Go love on. me some potatoes. But I'm going to I'm gonna rebut here, mate. What? I I think sweet potatoes are the most overrated. Overrated potatoes. of all vegetables or potatoes? All vegetables. You are... Screw it. Let's just you put the can, whole vegetable I'm family. I'm stealing your line. You can get out. Get out. You can get out. I'm pointing to the door like you normally do. To me when I'm on the other side of the world. I usually just point there. Oh, right. <laughs> I'll point to the symbol then. Um, so what... In, in place of the coveted health foods loving sweet potato, what do you got for me, mate? You got scalped? You got 
fries? You got potato chips? What do you got for me? Uh, in terms of like, are we talking potato medium here? What, what's your favorite potato medium? Yes, potato medium. So let's 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 go through them because I remember I think I heard this somewhere. I think well, you, got, you got like your classic like, how in depth of potatoes are we talking? Are we talking about like, like fancy ass potatoes? What do you mean by fancy ass potatoes? Well, Nick? Hold on, I'll, I'll I'll get a list up. Um, All right, well, of the amount of of the different potato mediums, but I think we should scallops? stick to the classics. Yeah, like. You've got roasted, scalloped, scalloped, mashed, mashed, fries, fries, um, baked. If pe- people yeah, love yeah. their baked potato, potato chips. What? What? As in, no, as fries. In, no, the fries are like what you get from McDonald's. Potato chips are what you get in the packet at the supermarket. Yeah, but they're fried and they're just cold and thin. Like me, I'm a cold and thin <laughs> man. <laughs> so, okay, well, Nick, out of the one, oh, I, I. It depends. I I could eat potato chips like they're the th- food that like just gets me through the day. Like if if there are potato chips in any household, they are gone because I could eat them like they are my meal. I could get this, uh, you know a packet of sweet potato fries. It's not, they're not fries. Like, I'm getting confused because you're, you're confusing me. But I'd go potato chips are almost my number one because I eat them that regularly in terms of the amount that I eat them. But I make a mean scalloped potato actually. And I do this wicked sweet potato salad, which you didn't eat on Christmas, by the way. I don't like sweet potato, man. I, I told you, I, I just don't like it. Sweet potato, rocket, red onion, bit of feta, bit of a balsamic glaze. And Nick doesn't even eat it, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, if you want me to get, send you guys the recipes, I'll, I'll put it out there. I mean, Nick will be too busy eating, like, you know, 24 fries and putting them in his mouth, showing him his fat mouth. But Nick, have you got any different potato dishes for us? What do you got for me, mate? You're I love wiki? I love Wikipedia for this exact reason. <laughs> List of potato dishes, Go. and I cannot name them all. Like, okay. I'm, I'm like this is ridiculous. That okay? Um, just, it has like it's about eighty, and it has forty references. <laughs> <laughs> this page of types of potatoes has forty references. That is 30 more references than my thesis. <laughs> than my, well, honours thesis. But like that is, maybe not, let's say 25 more. But well, that still has a ridiculous amount of let's, research done let's be in real. types of potatoes. Potatoes are real. They, they are the real MVP of vegetables. I can't eat, like, uh, anjaco potatoes? It's a potato it's soup. It's a potato soup. Like, okay, are you, are you going to include potato soup in this? Nah, because like a potato and leek like, soup? Nah, because that, that's flavoured. So it's like the, the soup is what the essence of that meal is. It's not the potato that's providing that. Like, you know, the potato and bacon sort of thing. Bacon is a sort of overriding that factor. Whereas when you're getting mashed potatoes, you're fucking eating that mashed potatoes. All right, so let's, let's, let's just go with um, your stock standard. Let's go mashed, yep. roasted, yep. fries, yep. scalloped, yep. and baked. That's five. Done. All right, so I'm ranking baked last. Yeah, I agree. It's just bland. BP, get out of it's, here. It's it's shit. It, it ain't good. All right. It ain't good. So what have we got? We got... We got... And f- just let me stop you right there for a second, Nick. There are stores that sell baked potatoes. There was a stall at the Falls Festival that was selling baked potatoes. Baked potatoes done right are amazing, but it's not the baked potato that tastes good. It's the toppings... The filling, the sour of... cream, yeah. That's right. Like, um... There's a, there's a place in Australia called Spud Bar. I don't know yeah. whether it's international, but, um... They essentially do roast potatoes... On like they bed ros- they bed ma- um, baked potato and then put heaps of sh- stuff on top of it. 
You were about to say shoot. Yes, yeah, like pulled, like you can have pulled pork. Yeah, and, pulled then, beef, and in that sense, yeah, the pulled pork. Sour. Is... Cr- oh yeah, it's good stuff, but it's not the potato. It's not the potato that tastes good. Anyway, so baked potato, get out, get out, get out. Um, so oh. I I would probably put scalloped next. Ooh, be cool. I'm a big fan I'm of not, the cream I'm, and the cheese, Nick. Yeah, I don't cheese. know. But the only good part about the scalloped potatoes is that top layer. Oh, you get underneath just, and it turns just watery. Disagree. No, no. Okay. Maybe I, I, my, maybe I haven't been eating. You're cooking it wrong, mate. Maybe, maybe. I need to cook you my but scalloped the potatoes. Top, the top layer is burnt. It's crispy. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm it not, is beautiful. I'm not saying the top but layer is But then as soon great. as you get beyond that top layer, it turns, it, it just... You've got to put more cheese, though, in, mate. So what, what you do is you start your base off, you put your, your slice of the potato, then you go cheese and cream, a little bit, just little bits and pieces. Then you go potato, a little bit of cheese, a little bit of cream. So you, so you, you, you potato lasagna this stuff. Yes, potato lasagna, mate. And stacks on stacks on stacks. And then the top, you just fuck all the cheese, get it on there, and it's like a cheese orgasm. And then that's how you do scalloped potatoes, mate. We're going to do a potato day, I reckon, and I'll make you these scalloped potatoes. You will love them. What's number three? All right. Well, well I mean, that that's what I'm... Um, I'm the second last, I'm going there. Third last is roast potatoes. Okay. Not knocking roast potatoes. No, I love no, me no. some roast potatoes. With gravy. A bit, of, bit of rosemary as well. Rosemary? Yeah. Nick, you're getting fancy. I like rosemary on, I the, on rosemary. the roast potatoes. Very nice. Um, you can get that nice, crunchy oh, outside. Yeah. Ro- you can't... If roast potatoes are like squidgy and sort of watery like you're saying, and they aren't crunchy... Then roast potatoes would always be last for me. Like you can you can f- stuff up a potato, a roast potato, and I mean there are some good ones that you can just buy in a packet and you just heat them up in the oven and bang, crunchy, potatoey goodness. But you can't have a watery, blah. yeah, like soggy. Yeah, yeah. Don't even. Nah, I get, get you. Out. I get you. The same can be same can be said because my number two, number which two. is going to shock a lot of people, considering we've only got mashed potato and fries left. My number two is fries. I am not surprised by that, Nick, because you oh, you're tw- not surprised. You had 24 the other day. I'm sure you've been put off them by them somewhat after that display. Not at all. How many times have you had fries in the past week? At I all? had some yesterday. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, not enough about my eating habits because they're not great. Um, <laughs> yeah, fries second. Um, and mash first. All right, mash is the MVP. Love, I've loved mashed potato for as long as I can remember. And then I have just discovered making them with cream, because my my mum's my mum likes making a bit of like a healthy alternative. So I used to like I grew up my mashed potato was margarine and light milk. Okay, the light milk's not so bad, but the margarine is just bleh. Yeah. But I loved them nonetheless. She started putting real butter in them. They've just started getting better. And then I had I lit, last year was the first time I had mashed potatoes made at my house. With real cream. Like, I've had mashed potatoes at restaurants with cream, and they've been absolutely beautiful. But <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you should time... see the look in Nick's eye right now. There's like a twinkle that I've never this seen since I've noticed. the first time I've ever had mashed potatoes with cream and butter made in my house, because there's something, there's something homey about it. They know, like, mum knows the perfect amount of butter, the perfect amount of milk. I'm a bit of a mama's boy. <laughs> she makes perfect mashed potato, and that was... Shout out to Susanna. Best day of my life. Hands down. Nick's crying. Not even... I'm, I'm a bit teary. He's a very emotional. I'm, right <laughs> I'm very emotional about the potatoes. Nick's... The, so, KD shouts out that his mum's the real MVP. Your mum is the real MVP for making mashed potatoes. Oh, damn right. 
And not only Mac, she's a brilliant cook, Emma. She's woke. What do we expect? Yes. Um, yes. So, mashed potato. To, to no surprise of people who know me, uh, I'm I I'm not silent about my advocation for um, mashed potato. I speak more about my love for you know. I speak yeah. I speak out outwardly of my um, love of certain foods rather than you know people's traditional stances on politics and <laughs> and and social show socioeconomic issues. I'm just like, you know what? I don't care about any of that stuff. But if you don't like mashed potato, you've got a problem with me, mate. I feel like we're going to have a new podcast, JPT. Thing, just potato. Just thing. potato things podcast. Or like, and we'll stop right there with the MVP of potatoes, the mashed potato. The mashed potato, most valuable potato award goes to the mashed. I agree. It's You agree? Number yeah. one is mashed potatoes. Well, potato Not many chips. people agree with me. Well, like Nick, me and you are... A, a lot of a, people love the fries. Two peas in a pod, mate. And I mean... Two potatoes in a... Where do potatoes grow from? <laughs> the ground. Two, two, two potatoes, potatoes in, a, in, a, in soil. In soil. <laughs> we'll be right back with less potatoes and more ball things. You're listening to JBT Podcast. Be sure to give us a rating on iTunes. Welcome back to JBT Podcast. Did you say JPT Podcast, Nick? I didn't, but I know where you're going. I know where mine's going there. So I uh, definitely should get onto the Potato Podcast. <laughs> the PP. Double P. JPP Podcast. JPP. <laughs> no, JP. J- JP. P- just, just Potato Podcast. So JPP. Oh, fuck. <laughs> right, anyway. Um, we're kicking off here with our social media section, and this is a new look kind what of social am? media section. Uh, 2.0. Because I hate reading... No, no, I shouldn't say that. Um, we love your involvement. We really do. Um, we wanted to ch- kind of transform this section into a... You guys ask us questions or ask us something that you want to debate on the show. Rather than debate with each other. Rather than... Childish feuds. Yeah, and then rather than, you know, posting... Oh, yeah, LeBron had a fire game and then we reading it out to the people. Um, we love that involvement. Don't get us wrong, but it won't make... On, yeah, the, hit us uh, up on the Twitter, because Nick and I are going to be focusing on the Twitter. Yeah, the me weeks. and... Um, yeah, we're trying to make our Twitter presence known. Uh, probably get our own personal ones, uh, as well as using the JBT one. So you can hit us up there. Um, always open on that um, media. But yeah, we wanted to make this section more of a conversation Similar style. Similar to discussion points. Yeah, similar to discussion points, but these are discussion points brought from you guys. And we wanted to make that differentiation. Um, so it's going to be a short one because this is the new... And we're making it short as well because none of you peasants gave us a rating and review over Christmas. Oh. So Merry Christmas to you, you peasants. We had a terrible Christmas because... No. It's um, worse than a lump of coal. But we do. Same same sort of spiel. Rate and review the show. Um, any friends, family, all, all that stuff. Hack just them. If Putin any- can hack... Hillary Clinton, surely you can hack your brothers, sisters, and cousins' iTunes accounts to give us a review, can't they, Nick? Of course. I mean, democracy is at stake. <laughs> JPT here. Um, we'll get on with the only question we got this week. Um, we've kind of fashioned it ourselves because no one really knew we were doing this as kind of spur of the moment. Um, but it comes from Kieran Condon, um, or Kieran William, I should say. Um, KW. Hitting us up on Facebook with some impressive box score stats, and he posted the top twenty on our 
page on Boxing Day, so I'm sure maybe some of it's changed. Or... Box score. Uh, on Boxing, Boxing Day. Day. I get it. <laughs> uh, we're only going to talk about the top five. So at number one, sorry, at number five, you've got LeBron, four Harden, three CP3, two Giannis, and one Russell Westbrook. So those are the um, uh, box score plus or minuses at the point of time yeah. of Boxing Day. Um, so, Jack, trying to fashion a question out of this, is this... Surprising? Yes. Is this surprising? Uh, no, because those five players are probably five of the best, most influential players on their teams and in the NBA. Like, you're looking at LeBron. When LeBron's on the floor, and I read this in the SI, when he won the Sports Illustrated Person of the Year, his team is infinitely better, and he makes the other players around him infinitely better. Like your Channing Fry, like Kyrie, like Kevin Love. James Harden, without James Harden on the floor, Houston Rockets really aren't anything. And so, like, if he gets injured, they're going to be stuffed. Um, so his plus minus, obviously, is going to be out of this world. CP3, same thing. You've seen the Clippers struggling lately, big time, because CP3 has been injured or has been struggling with injury. And his presence on that you know, DeAndre can only do so much. Blake can only do so much. CP3 is the anchor of that team. Giannis, same sort of thing. He literally is the Milwaukee Bucks. And Russell Westbrook, I mean, it's the same thing, Nick. We don't really... This isn't... They're they're all the stars of their team. Yeah. Um. So it's not surprising that these stats indicate that when they're on the court, they're making their team better. It's not surprising. What is surprising for me is that the way box score is calculated, obviously, you gain points and you increase your box score. If your team loses points while you're on the floor, you decrease your box score. All of these players, because they're playing with both their second-rate team and their first team, because that's how the NBA is these days, you want to get a little bit of solidarity in that second team. So, you know, Russell plays with the likes of... Um, Samaj Kristen and, and Oladipo. Oladipo is their first Canter. team. Canter. Um, he plays with their second team. And same with Harden. I mean, he racks up. I think Harden um, leads the league in minutes at the moment. So he definitely does play a lot of minutes with that second team. So in a weakened team, they may lose points. Yeah. So where they've made up the points in in when the starters are on, they've lost the points when, not necessarily, but in some cases, they've lost the points when the second-rate team has come on. Yeah. So I ask you, Jack, where are these players in the first team? Where are these first-team players that aren't the stars, but who get subbed off when they're at the peak, and, they, and then they get subbed on when they're about to peak again? What do you mean? You Nick? get me? So Harden, just say, this This doesn't happen, but this is just for example... Uh, Harden comes on with four Houston Rockets around him. The four Houston Rockets starters. Let's just say um, Eric Gordon. He's a starter. No, he's not. I thought he was. A, I thought he was I'm pretty the, sure he's a starter. Was, I thought he was the sixth man of the year contender. Lou Will is the sixth man. Of the, Lou Will is sixth man of the year. That that conversation's even. Oh uh, yeah, well, for, yeah. For the sake of the conversation. For the sake of the conversation. Well, give me a starter. You know more. Brian Anderson. Brian Anderson. Yes. Thank you. Um. Brian Anderson, Brian. Uh, Brian Anderson comes on. You've made me look a right fool. <laughs> um, a right fool. Um, 
he comes on, obviously, he starts the game. He then comes off, I don't know, at the 10th, 10th minute of the first quarter, for example. Harden stays on, and four of the players get lost, and then the four start, the four backup players come back on. Yeah. Just say they, they all had a plus 20, like they smoked them in the first 10 minutes. They had a plus 20. And then Harden comes on. Oh, sorry, Harden stays on with this four four bench players, and they lose ten. They lose ten. So Harden's now on a plus ten. All of the other bench players are on a minus ten, but those players that came off the bench are on a plus twenty. Yeah. So then, when they came back, come back in as the first team. Yeah. Let's just say the first team smoke their first team again as well. So then they go up another twenty. Yeah. So now Ryan Anderson is now forty. But Harden is 30. Yeah. So that's what I'm asking. Like, the players, the second-rate first, the second-rate starters, Yeah. I would have thought that they would have a higher plus-minus box score because they can skew the meters like that. Yeah, but they, 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 they're not the ones that get the points to make their team, but they don't go off. Like, say, James Harden goes off at the same time. Like, all those five players that you mentioned... They go off at the same time, and whenever they, they go off the floor, the team scores less. Always. That's always going to be the case. When LeBron isn't on the floor, they're going to score less and be scored more against by the opposition. I would be bet my life on it. The same with Harden. Even though he doesn't play defense, who's going to score for them? Who's going to create for them when he's off the floor? Same with CP3. Who's going to find those great shots for your Jamal Crawford, for DeAndre? Who's going to give him the lobs when he's not out there? Austin Rivers? Yeah, maybe. Uh, and Giannis. Giannis, we've seen like his quintuple, quadruple, massive stats stat lines. He does so much on the floor that when he's not on the floor, that he, he leaves such a void. So the reason why these guys obviously have the plus minuses that they do is because... The void that when they're off the floor is just so massive. But when they're off the floor, their plus minus doesn't get altered. Correct. So that's that's why when they come back, they have that impact again. Because it's Russell Westbrook. Because it's Giannis. Because it's CP3. Against any team. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like in the, in the scenario that I gave, it doesn't really happen because you get first players playing with your sec your stuff your second team and a lot of rotation comes in. Oh, yeah. So as soon as your star comes off, you're relying on now the second rate starters. Yeah. In the example of the Houston Rockets, I mean in the example of the um for example like the the Warriors where you've got you don't have a second rate starter. No. Petrulia is your second rate starter. Yeah. And he uh, generally doesn't, you know he doesn't play a lot of minutes. No, because no, they play a lot of small ball. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, because of those rotations, you're then relying on these players to lift your team. Yeah. Whereas these stars have well, proven go- to, to lift your team. But. Yeah, well, if you go through the, the top 20, Westbrook, Giannis, CP3, Harden, LeBron, Durant, Larry, Draymond Green, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, Jimmy Butler, Boogie Cousins, Gobert... Nikola Jokic, Mike Conley, Marcus Gasol, Kemba Walker, John Wall, Anthony Davis, Isaiah Thomas. All those players are the players that have the most impact on their team. Yep. And plus minus indicates that. So, no surprises there. But still interesting to look at the sort of rankings. And nice one, KW. I like it. What else have we got, Nick, before we... Uh, is, are we into DBS now? Yeah, we've... Uh, that's, that's it for the... Um 
for the social media section. Nice rate question there. Uh, yes, rate and review. We should probably have that. Maybe we should have like a mantra, rate and review, th- yeah. running throughout our entire rate podcast. and review. Like, we should like s- somehow do Inception on our listeners. Like, just rate and review. Ivan Netanyahu. Uh, we how do we yeah no we'll, we'll figure rate, out wait, we'll figure go, out what rate and review is backwards wait, no, and then well, pump let's, it let's, to let's let's read it we've gnita we've gnita no we, <laughs> I'm not doing this <laughs> DBS SBD DBS this week uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast DBS stands for drop bench start so we will give you. Three NBA names, um, whether they're past, present, or future. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> um, we're that good. Uh, <laughs> and we'll decide who we drop, who we bench, and who we start. So this week, it's a um, inspired by the uh, NBA All-Star voting. So we've got uh, three of the best Eastern Conference point guards in Kemba Walker, Isaiah Thomas, and Kyrie Irving. So, Jack, what you got? What I've got, Nicky boy. Dropping Kemba Walker, benching Isaiah Thomas, starting Kyrie Irving. Done. It's over. Done, mate. You can't you can't stop there because it was literally in this very podcast that you said that Isaiah Thomas... I feel that you did this before Isaiah had his 52-point game. I did do that, but I also... the My reasoning behind it is that Isaiah Thomas... Before Boston has been a perennial six man with Sacramento with I can't remember if it was Phoenix. Yeah, I think it was Phoenix. Where he has not been the number one point guard. And he has been just as effective and just as deadly. So if he's coming off the bench for me, like you like to say, he's gonna kill it. Yeah, and okay. So it's more of a more of a tactic play than yes. Yeah, I like that. Okay. And Kyrie as a starter. I mean, he can just do anything. Kyrie's one of the most talented offensive players in the league, let alone guards. And Kemba, the reason I dropped you, mate, is because of that shimmy dance. I mean, come on, mate. You're better than that. You're better than that, Kemba. <laughs> that is rough. That is rough. What do you got, Nick? Um, <clears throat> I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. I'm dropping uh, Kyrie. Because wow. I... Um, it's no mystery that I, I don't really rate him. He's an Aussie, mate. I... He's not an Aussie. He disowned. He he's he's been disowned. He's not one of us anymore. He's probably more Aussie than you, you Dutch bastard. I was born here. Well, so was he. <laughs> My parents were born here. I like how sad you said that. I was born here. <laughs> I'm gonna deport you. Me and my colonial. See, I stayed. I bo- I was born, and then I didn't. I didn't f off. I stayed. He didn't get out. You didn't he, get out. I didn't get out. He got out. <laughs> um. Yeah, drop dropping Kyrie for no, you know, I've the seriousness of the DBS is not really serious. <laughs> no, it's more of a fun thing. So you know, Kyrie can get out. Um, I'm benching Kemba Walker simply because he's just not as good as Isaiah Thomas. Cool. Um, but I'm putting Kemba over Kyrie because Kemba has stepped up this season. Um, for Charlotte, he's looking at his first MVP. MVP, sorry. He's looking at his first uh, all-star appearance. Um, he was balling early in the season with uh, Charlotte, putting up some crazy, crazy offensive plays. Um, but yeah, starting Isaiah Thomas, defensively, offensively, this guy has it all. Yeah, he's um, a very good point. Guy. Amazing um, rim 
finisher. Yeah. yeah. That's the word. Rim it? finisher. He finishes the rim. I'll finish your rim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Set myself up for it's that It's a bit too late, ladies and gentlemen. Um, We're getting a bit R-rated. It's Tuesday, 12.28 a.m. We have run across two two days now. So, um, it's yeah. a two-day podcast now. But yeah, starting Isaiah, putting up that 52-point game, 29 points in in the fourth quarter. He's second in the league in fourth quarter points next to Ross. Stats man. So when his team needs it, he gets it done. Um, yeah, love the guy. Want oh. to see All-Star this year. And I want to see Kemba All-Star. I love seeing new players in the All-Star yeah, me too. arena. Yeah. But yeah. Just as Think- ever, guys, thank you so much for downloading and listening Nah, I don't. Like, you, you, I don't like it. See, you can't do it. I like. don't like it. It doesn't have the same pizzazz. The pizzazz. Don't say pizzazz. Pizzazz. Stop saying pizzazz. Um, That's what the episode's going to be called, isn't it? It's going to be called pizzazz. It's going to be called pizzazz now. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, just as ever, guys. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode of Just Ball Things NBA podcast. Just potato things, or just ball things. You can find us on Twitter or any decent pod center, and remember to rate and review the show because it'll help other people find us and add to the conversation if you want to get in contact with the show you can hit us up on twitter at jbt podcast or using the hashtag jbt pod you can reach us on facebook at facebook.com slash jbt podcast or instagram at jbt pod and also through the email at jbt podcast at gmail.com remember it's you guys that make this show great so we appreciate any and every post heading our way so until next week Keep Keep all superstars. superstars.